If you have your Bible, please turn to Psalm 31. I'm going to share with you verses 23 and 24. Um, and in, in the King James, those verses say, All love the Lord, all you his saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. Now, in another version, I like to look at other versions and see how it is worded and see if I can glean some other things. And in another version, it reads like this. Oh, love the Lord, you his godly ones. The Lord preserves the faithful, those with moral and spiritual integrity, and fully repays the self-righteous of their arrogance. Be strong and let your hearts take courage. That's what I'm wanting to to drive home today. Be be strong and let your hearts take courage. All you who wait for and confidently expect the Lord. We we need to be learning to take courage but to confidently expect the Lord. Today is Mother's Day and in ours already shared with you that we have something I'm going to change it a little bit. He said uh um All women were eligible for our giveaway. We're making it all women 18 and over. Whether you ever were a mother or not, if you're 18 or over, you're eligible for our, for our giveaway. And then, then the, the small gift that we're giving to every woman is the same thing. Um, but in, in, in thinking about today being Mother's Day, um, we as women sometimes carry things um, we can carry heavy loads and sometimes we don't share them with anybody. We may share them with an, uh, a sister or a sister in the Lord or, or, or things like that. My mother was that person for me. Now, my mom's been gone. and I, I'm trying to not be emotional today, but it's hard on days like this. But my mom's been gone 15 years. And there's lots of days I'd love to tell her. But you know what? When I feel that really strongly... And if you think I'm crazy, most of you who know me know I am crazy. So you can. But on the days when I really, really want to tell her about things that are going on, I do. And ours come before and come in the house and be like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, I just needed to talk to my mom today. So I will tell you this. If your mother is alive today, whether you can see her or not, if you can pick up the phone and call her or you can text her, take that opportunity to do that. Relish those opportunities while you have them. Side note, sorry. But with with thinking about women, we all carry things. But you know what? The men carry things too. I'm not just talking to the women. I want to talk to, to both of us, the men and the women today. I want to ask you something though. Is your hope in the Lord, are you really, really looking to Him in the things that you're facing? Do you confidently expect the Lord? You know, sometimes we pray about things, but then our actions don't even look like that we're really expecting Him to come through and answer those things. We have a tendency to talk to each other about things, and we say, well, I just, I, I know the Lord is able to take care of it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe He's gonna take care of it. But our actions sometimes don't say that we're really believing Him. 
Or are you at a place in your life that you feel like, you know what? Right now, my life is so out of control, I don't feel like I can even confidently trust in the Lord or anybody else. There are times we feel that way. So you may be any on any one of those scales today. But as you are, as we're looking at that, I want you to think about something. 400 years. Is there anybody in here 400 years old? All right, Elaine, Elaine and Claudette raised their hands. Now, I don't believe they are. Um, I didn't say, do you feel like you're 400 years old? Um, but that's how long the Israelites waited for God to deliver them from slavery. It was 400 years. But after they left Egypt, God did not take them directly into the promised land. Instead, they were camped out at the foot of the mountain while Moses was up on the mountain receiving from the Lord. In that time that they were camped out, God's glory rested on that mountain. Now, the Word says that they could see that there was glory resting on that mountain. But they were down below. They were camped out down below. You know what happened, though? They became discouraged. They became frustrated by the delay. Is there anybody in here today that you can say, I've been waiting on God to answer a certain prayer for a long time? Or I've been waiting to see a promise fulfilled for a long time? Anybody here can say that? I can say it. I can lift both hands and say that. But the people became very frustrated, even though the glory was resting there on the mountain and Moses was there receiving from God for them. They became so frustrated that then they pursued what pleased them instead of continuing to pursue God as they had done while they were in slavery. They began to pursue what pleased them. In our waiting, we've got to be very careful that we don't lose heart and begin to pursue what pleases us. I don't have this in my notes, but I'll just tell you, in this world today, that's what we hear every day. You need to do what makes you feel good. You need to do what you want to do. It don't matter what anybody else thinks. You need to do what makes you feel good. You need That is totally contrary to the Word of God. We don't read that in the Word anywhere, that we're to pursue just what pleases us. But if you've ever felt frustrated by by an uncertain season that lasts longer than you thought it should, waiting can lead to disappointment, it can lead to frustration, and in those moments we can get really focused on our circumstances. And you know, if we really get focused on our circumstances, our circumstances begin to seem bigger than what we can handle. And they can even begin to look bigger than God to us because we're so focused on what's going on in our life. So we've got to be very careful that we don't do that. But sometimes in that waiting, we can begin to question, well, I don't understand. Where is God? Why am I not seeing Him move? Why hasn't something changed before now? 
I have to say, I have said that before. I have said, I just don't understand why this hasn't changed. This morning, I want to share three truths with us for us to remember in our waiting. The first one is waiting reveals what we worship. And you may think, well now, what's, what's worship got to do with waiting? But worship is very important in our waiting. When the Israelites' plans were, were delayed, they pursued instant gratification. Now in the, in the life group over here in the fellowship hall this morning, we began to talk about seeking instant gratification, and I'm thinking, y'all are hitting on it, y'all are hitting on it. This world again, that's what we're told to focus on is instant gratification. But when you find yourself dissatisfied with your situation, I want you to ask yourself, what do you turn to? Where do you turn? What do you turn to when you are dissatisfied? And you know what? If we're honest, we've all had times of being dissatisfied. You may be there today. You may not be there today, but you may have already been there. But we have times of being dissatisfied in this life. But in that, what you focus on is what you value. And what you value, you will worship. And I know we think of worship, we think about worshiping God. But we worship a lot of things in our life that have nothing to do with God. And we need, we need to think about that. But, so that's number one. What, what we, our waiting reveals what we worship. So think about that. Ask yourself, as you go through to the rest of today, as you go through this next week, if y'all, if you've ever listened to me say anything, I, I'm one to say, I challenge you to think about this. We need to be challenged. We need to think about where we are, what we're doing, and what we're pursuing. And that's good for us. If you're somebody that you can say, well, I've only been a Christian a day or two, or I've been a Christian for a really long time. Um, I guess I'm going to embarrass her. Miss Eunice, I know how old you are, but how many years have you been a Christian? She doesn't know exactly how long she's been a Christian. Okay? I know how long I've been a Christian, but I'm not going to tell you because I'm going to tell my, I'm going to tell my age. But, but it, whether we have been a Christian a long time that we can't remember exactly how many years or it's just been a few days, we need to be thinking about, Lord, I want to be a worshiper of you. I want to seek you in all things. Secondly, waiting is never wasted. God wasn't withholding his promise from the Israelites when he allowed them to wait. I'm not going to say he made them wait, but he allowed them to wait. He wasn't withholding his promise from them, but he was preparing them for it. I heard a preacher say when I was just a kid that no big thing will ever happen to you until you're ready for it. And God has to prepare us. He is, he is working in our lives every day and He is preparing us for where He wants to take us and what He wants to do in us and through us. So, He wasn't withholding the promise. He was preparing them. God's timeline is very different from ours. Talking about instant gratification, but we live in a microwave world. And God doesn't always do things in the microwave way. When you, when you read through the Bible, most of the time when there were promises given to God's people. They weren't instant things that happened. 
they had, there was some waiting time. I think God wants us to learn something in our waiting. I asked Pam to sing Waymaker because thinking about the fact of Him working. The bridge to that song says, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And a lot of times we can't see what God is doing. You know what? We're human. Have you ever said, I've said this many times, but have you ever said, Lord, if you just show me just a little bit of what you're doing and how you're working this out to where that I could know you're really doing it. Have you ever said that or thought that? I have. We, we, we want to see what God is doing. But, but a lot of times, I think, and I can only say this about me because I can't say for you, but I think for me a lot of times God doesn't show me how He's going to do it because if He showed me how He was going to do it, you know what I'd do? I'd try to help Him. I'd be, I'd be, well, let's do this a little faster. Let's do it this way. Let's do it, you know? What do you mean I gotta wait five years for that? No, let's go on and do it right now. So, so God, God knows we're human. He knows our, our frailties. But that song says, even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, you're working. And we, we just sang it. You're a way maker. Miracle worker, promise keeper. He is all of those things. But again, I've got to let him be that in my life. I can work against him and refuse to allow him be that in my life if that's what I so choose. Have you ever... Well, I better not say that. Um, thirdly, waiting helps us to focus on God's faithfulness. He is faithful. We can read in His Word and we can see His faithfulness, but we can see His faithfulness in our lives. We can see His faithfulness in other people's lives. And again, as I said a few minutes ago, whether you've been a Christian a little while or a long time, or may, maybe you're sitting here today and you you can say, but I'm not really walking with God. I, I come to church some and all, and pe- but people don't really know me. And people assume I might be walking with the Lord, but they don't really know. But we as people don't really matter. It's between you, you and Him. But whether you've been walking with Him a long time that you can say, Oh yeah, I can point to this, this, and this He's done in my life. You can probably look at somebody else in this church right now. That you can say, but I've seen them, and I've seen their life, and I've seen God be faithful to them. I've seen God to bring them through health things, through death, through other things. And I've seen God work and be faithful. And I'll just say this. If, if you're, if you're a younger Christian or a non-Christian, or even if you're an older Christian, but you're struggling with seeing the faithfulness of God, then take the time to hook up with somebody who is older than you in the Lord. Now, they may not be older than you in years, but they're older than you in the Lord. And ask them, tell me about your walk with God. Tell me about who He's been to you. That's one of the greatest things that you can do, is to sit down with somebody who has been walking with the Lord and let them share with you the goodness of God. Let them share with you how He's been faithful to them. But as, as we look at that, God's faithfulness has not changed. Who He was to the Israelites, He wants to be to us. Who He was to David, to Joseph, to Daniel, to all of those 
great heroes in the Bible, He wants to be to us. If you find yourself growing weary from waiting, look up. Now, in our preached a few weeks ago that we need to look up because our redemption draws nigh. We need to look up. But in that, we also need to look back. Now, I realize we, we, we hear preachers say all the time, you need to, you need to forget those things behind. I'll agree with that to an extent. But we need to look back at the faithfulness of God. Look back at who He's been, what He's already brought you through, and what He, what He wants to, what He has promised to do. And again, talking to other people that can share with you how God's helped them. When you look back though, you can look, you're looking to see the evidence of God's faithfulness, the evidence of His goodness. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sing for you. I heard somebody say the other day on the radio that the louder you sing, the better you sound. And I thought, you've not heard me sing. <laughs> Cause you wouldn't say that if you'd heard me sing. But the other song that I asked Pam to do was Evidence. And I love that song. When I first heard it several, several months ago, I I had it on my phone and I was listening to it all the way home and I kept hitting repeat and I got pulled in and I didn't even get out of the car and he come to the, and he said, what are you doing? And then I got out and I was singing it to the top of my lungs and I was, because that song just ministered to me right then where I was. It can minister to you because again, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. All over my life. So today, today I want you to think about, think about the evidence of God's goodness in your life. And again, whether you've been walking with Him a long time, you have, or you haven't, or maybe you're not walking with Him now, if you really think about your life though, you can probably see the goodness of God. And so I want you to, I want you to again to think about that. Think about His goodness. Think about who He is, who He has promised He will be. His promises are true. His promises are sure. But we have to get down to business enough that we are reading His Word. We are learning what His promises are. And we are growing in our walk enough that we can trust Him. Trusting the Lord is the greatest thing that you can do. If you've never, if you have never, or you aren't right now, I just want to say today, it's the greatest thing you can do is to trust Jesus. And I can promise you, if you will trust Him, He will never let you down. Now, will He give you everything you want when you want it? No. But if He did, He wouldn't be a good God. Because think about it. We have a lot of people sitting in here. The majority of people, I will say, in here have been, have been parents. You've had children or you have grandchildren. Now, I know some of you are like me. You've never actually had children. I get that. But a lot of people in this room have had children and you have grandchildren. But think about when you were raising your kids. Did you always say yes to everything they wanted? Sometimes you had to say no. But were you saying no to be mean? You were saying no for their goodness, for their safety. Sometimes you had to say wait. 
Sometimes when they wanted that candy bar right before dinner, you had to say, no, that's not for right before dinner, and you had to tell them, wait. Now, when they are Reese's and Letty's age and even River's age and, you know, Braxton's age, those age, two, three, four years old, when you say no, they get really happy, don't they? And But you know what? Sometimes we act the same way when the Lord tells us no. We act the same way. And sometimes when he sometimes when he's telling us wait, we take it that he's saying no. But you think about it, when you when you tell one when you tell Letty, No, you can't do that right now. We're we're not going to the park right now. We're gonna to go to the park at two o'clock today. Well, if you tell her that, she's probably gonna be asking every few minutes, Is it time to go to the park? Is it time to go to the park? She wants to go now. But you've said no, not till 2 o'clock. Well, sometimes God is saying, well, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do it until 2 o'clock. And we are constantly, is it time now, Lord? Is it time now, Lord? Because we want Him to work now. But even in that, He is working out for the best for us. So, I'm not going to promise you that He's going to say yes in that moment and give you everything you want. But He will be faithful to you. And even in the waiting, He is working things for our good. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. When NR, when NR asked me if I would speak, I'm like, I don't think so. It's been a few years since I have, and I'm like, I just don't think so. And he says, well, I, I, think, I think you should. But the fact of the matter is, about a month ago, I felt very strongly that I was supposed to. <laughs> but, I, but I didn't tell him, because I thought, if he doesn't ask me to, I ain't saying nothing. Because, you know, I'm more than happy to sit right there, you know. So I thought, if he doesn't say anything, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. But I'd already started working on some things because I felt very strongly that I was supposed to. So I started working on some things and I had, had some ideas. And I had what I thought, hey, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to say. And, and I had pretty much Finished it. I was, I thought, I'm ready. If he asked me, I'm ready. But then when he asked me, and I, and I really started getting down to business asking the Lord what he would have me to say, I didn't feel like that was what I was supposed to say. And I sat down with him and I said, this is what I've got. And I told him, you know, the gist of everything and I said, and he, he just sat there and listened and I said, but I don't think it's what I'm supposed to say. And he said, I don't think it is either. <laughs> so then I had to really say, okay, Lord, what do you want? Because it's easy for me to decide what I want. It's easy for us to decide what we want in our lives. So then I got down to business and I said, okay, God, what do you want? So then, then I got in the waiting. What, what, it, what the Lord is trying to say to us in our waiting. And I've not been able to get away from it all week. I've, I've begged the Lord all week to let me do something different. And Thursday, I really, well, Wednesday night when we had our prayer time, I was right over here praying and I was just telling the Lord, Lord, I need you. I need you to show me what, cause I was still fighting this right here. So I don't know, I don't know, maybe, maybe this, maybe this, subject of in the waiting is just for me. 
But I've tried to be obedient to the Lord to bring you what He would have me to say. So I want to remind you that waiting reveals what we worship. Waiting is never wasted. Sometimes we feel like that waiting time is wasted. And thirdly, waiting helps us focus on God's faithfulness. And if I want, if I want to drive home any point, I want to drive home that point. Determine that you're going to focus on God's faithfulness in your life. Your life will be much better if you can focus on His faithfulness than to focus on what you are waiting on and what you are wanting God to do. But hoping in God is never wasted. Because the one who conquered death, and that song says, See the cross, the empty grave. The evidence is endless. All my sin rolled away because of you, O Jesus. Because he came and gave himself for us. That we can know him, that we can walk in fellowship with him, we can we can live this life for him and in victory in him. So I want to encourage you as you go through this week to remind yourself that hoping in him is never ever wasted.